I want to um, share a story with you before I look at scripture um, because the story actually relates to the scripture that I'm going to speak about today and uh, you may find yourself in this story and it's from a book having a merry heart in a Martha world which is a, a lovely book um, but this um, this particular story has um, it captured my attention and um, and I've enjoyed it for um, quite a long time really I'm not going to read the story but I'm just going to tell it and have it there to uh, to remind me and the story is told of a man who met God one day in a valley, in a beautiful valley, and the sun was shining, a bit like today, sky was blue. And um, he met God, and God said to him, so how are you this lovely morning? And the fellow said, I'm fine, thank you. Is there anything I can do for you today, God? Yes, said God, there is. I've got a wagon just over there, a cart, and it's got three stones in it. Would you take it to the top of the hill over there? And the man said, I'd be delighted to do that for you, Lord. I'd be very happy to do that. The stones look, don't look too big. The wheels look as if they're fairly sturdy. I could do that. And God said, thank you very much. And God said, once you get to the top, no particular instructions, just leave it and I'll sort it out from there. So the man set off and he was, he was very cheerful. He'd got a job to do for God. Lovely, isn't it, when we've got a job to do for God? He knew what it was, he knew where he was going and he pulled this wagon up the hill. And um, he was whistling, everything was all right with the world, you know, the birds were singing, the sun was shining and after a while he got a bit hot as you do when you're working away. And um, he got uh, round a bend and there was a little village. And he thought, ah, oh, just the thing. I'm gonna stop for a drink. So he parked up his cart and um, he, um, he got a drink and he sat there and was enjoying the lovely cool water. And a fellow came along and said, where are you going then? And the, the man said, um, oh, I'm taking this cart up to the top of the hill. It's a job I'm doing for God. And the man said, the other man said, oh, oh, you could really do me a favour here. And, um, and our man said, well, if I can. And he said, well, you see this sack of stuff here? That's got to go up to the top of the hill. Would you mind if I put it in your cart? And the man said, no, I mean, I'm going up there anyway. And um, so it was heaved in and it settled nicely between the stones and, uh, and our fellow, he heaved off up the hill with this cart and um, he kept going and he thought, oh, it's a bit heavier than it was when I set out. But he kept going and he kept going and he went round another corner. He was hoping to find another place where he could stop for a drink and there it was, there was another place to stop for a drink. And, um, and this time it was a friend who came out and said, um, you look as if you're hot and weary. Would you like a drink? Yeah, I'd love a drink. What are you doing today then? I'm taking this up to the top of the hill for God. He asked me to take it up there and the, the guy said, wow, I've got some logs that need to go up to the top of the hill. Could you take the logs for me? And he said, 
Yeah, I'm sure I could. You're a good friend of mine. We've helped each other out over the days. Yeah, stick them in the cart and I'll take them with the other things. So the logs went in the cart and off he set. The road got a bit steeper. And as he got to the top of the, the top of that bit, of the, it wasn't at the top of the hill, but as he got to the top of that little bit of the mound, he started to go, this is a tough job you've given me, God. This is a really tough job you've given me. Why did you give me a job on a hot day like this that was so difficult? And he started to get filled with a bit of crossness and a bit of anger. God had given him something that was too hard to do. And the cart, because it was so filled with logs and stones and other things, it started to to tip about a bit, so it was actually quite hard to keep it steady on the path. So our man was really struggling. And he almost got to the point where he stamped his foot and said, that's it, God, I've had enough, I can't do it, it's too much, it's too heavy, it's too far. And God came round the corner and said, you're right. No, the man said, you've given me a job that's too hard. I can't do it. And God said, what job did I give you? And the man said, well, to take those three stones up to the top of the hill. And God said, so whose are the logs? Whose is this other bag of stuff? And the fellow said, yeah, you didn't ask me to take those, did you? And God said, no, I didn't. So they heaved them out, left them on the side of the road. And when, he, when the man set off again with his cart and the three stones in it that God had asked him to take to the top of the hill, the journey wasn't so difficult, funnily enough. So that's the story, and there might be echoes of that um, in your life even right now. So the scripture that I'm going to use this morning is actually a very, very well-known scripture, and um, you've probably heard it read and preached on many times. It is one of today's lectionary readings, actually, and it's Matthew 11, verses 28 to 30. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Who doesn't need a bit of rest for their souls today? I wonder. I bet if I was to say hands up, hands would go up all around the room. So many of us. That first line is practically a sermon in itself, isn't it? Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I'll give you rest. Come to me, says Jesus, come to me. Why would we come to him? Why is the invitation from him so important? Because the invitation is clear, isn't it? But why does Jesus say, come to me? Come to me. Because after all, he doesn't give us the, um, the ten quick ways to get a good night's sleep in a heat wave, does he? 
could do with some of that though. He doesn't give us the five easy ways to rest or the top ten stress-relieving tricks. He, that's not the way he works, is it? He says, come to me. Come to me. And uniquely, he offers himself as the answer. Come to me. And his simple promise, actually, you could call it quite audacious at one level. And I'll give you rest. And I, I guess it depends on whether we choose to believe who he says he is. Because if we choose to believe who he says he is, the Son of God made flesh, part of the Holy Trinity of God, our creator in human form, the promised one, we who live after the resurrection can say he is the one who rose from the dead, redeemer, saviour, triumphed over death so that our souls do not die. Our bodies will, but our souls won't. If we choose to believe who Jesus says he is, then this whole verse comes alive. Come to me. Because if he rose from the dead, then any weight that we are carrying, any soul's rest that we need, is well within his capacity to supply. Come to Jesus if you are weary and burdened. <laughs> Anybody here weary and burdened? <laughs> and you know what I love about this bit of this verse is that, um, you know, life is full of cares and worries, isn't it, for us all? It's only the degree that varies day by day, but life is full of cares and worries. And sometimes it feels that um, we are on the edge of collapse because we've got so much going on around us in our lives and other times it's less difficult. And Jesus, if you notice, doesn't define the degree of weariness that you have to have reached before you can come to him. There's not a test measurement of you've got to get 15 out of 20 on the weariness scale before you can come to him. We can come to him with any level of weariness. The access to him in our weariness is always open. He says, if you're weary and burdened, come. And I love the, um, if you look at the words of weary and burdened, what, um, what that means, because weary in the way that Jesus uses it means weary from work, that physical labour. If you think about the guy who is pulling the cart up the hill with the three stones in it, weariness is the physicality of actually pulling it up the hill. And sometimes that might be the mental energy that we've used to do something. And burdened or heavy laden, as some translations have it, is to be laid down with the things that other people give us, the burdens that other people put upon us. And if you think about that story, the man was weary because he was acting out in you know, a physical labour, but he was burdened because he had taken on the burdens of others that actually were not his responsibility. But we do that, don't we? We do take on things that are actually not our responsibility, but we make them our responsibility, and then we suffer for it. And if you just take a second or two now to think about the things going on in your life 
that are wearisome and burdensome to you, can you actually make tell a difference between the things that are yours and the things that you've taken on from others that actually are not yours? And should you be carrying it? Has God asked you to carry it, in other words? Not always easy to answer that one, but it is something to think about. And so when we come to Jesus, when we respond to his invitation to come, can we believe him enough to not know how he's going to do it? Because he just says he'll give us rest. He doesn't say how. He doesn't say when. He doesn't say what it will look like. He just says he will. He doesn't give us the details. He just says he will do it. And that means that we have to have a level of trust, really, in him. Because we have to trust in the, in the, the certainty of his word that he says he will do it, even though we don't know quite how and when it will happen. It's like that verse in Proverbs that says, trust in me with all your heart and don't lean on your own understanding and you'll find rest for your souls. But you know, here's the rub in this particular text because um, it goes on to say, doesn't it, this verse, come to me all who are weary and burdened and I'll give you rest. Great, take my yoke upon you. Well, that's work, isn't it? A yoke. Isn't it? That's what the oxen pull, the plough. So how do we find rest when in the next breath Jesus is saying, so take my yoke? And we immediately have the picture of a, a pair of oxen who are um, struggling with their load, their plough, up a hard and gritty field that is very hard to, um, for the earth to turn over. But actually we need to understand the the context of yoke in which Jesus is using it here. He hasn't particularly got his mind on the plough, um, although he was a carpenter, so no doubt that image was there. But the yoke at the time of Jesus was how the Jews expressed their obligations to God in terms of the laws of Moses. That was their yoke, was keeping the laws of Moses which had expanded from the original into a great burdensome list of do's and don'ts, must-do's, must-nots. And so their obligation to, um, or their desire to please God had become a series of obligations that actually were not really what God had intended. For example, because the... the um, the leaders of the, the Jewish race at the time were so keen to keep people from um, breaking the law, they, they kind of said, well, if that's the line there and you cross that line, you break the law, actually, we're going to take a step or two back. We're going to draw a line here and ask you to keep this side of this line and then you're nowhere near that line and so you'll be fine. And so things like the law, the commandment, no work on the Sabbath, became things like don't drag a chair in the dust. Because if you drag a chair in the dust, you, you create a furrow, and that's ploughing. So you could, that's a long way from 
not working, isn't it? If you rubbed corn, do you remember Jesus was in the cornfield and he rubbed the corn to get the grains? That's reaping. So the guidance actually became a bigger burden. And, and again, our story of the man and the wagon applies. There were things that God asked, and then many, many more pressures were added to try and enable people to keep the law, which actually made it much, 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 much harder. The official Sabbath burden that you could carry on the Sabbath legally was the weight of a dried fig, <laughs> which is tiny, isn't it? The weight of a dried fig was, was the, the level of weight that you could carry on a Sabbath. No wonder they were losing sight of God and actually not finding rest for their souls at all because they were constantly having to think about where they're keeping the law. And you know, Jesus differed from many, many rabbis because um, he was a rabbi who, who had authority to reinterpret scripture. And that was a very unusual thing because most of the rabbis taught what they had been taught. So they learnt their interpretation of the scripture, of the Torah, and then they taught that to their disciples, and their disciples taught that to their disciples, and nothing changed in the interpretations. But there were a few rabbis who had authority to reinterpret. And Jesus had that authority. His authority, usually the authority to reinterpret scripture, came from um, a rabbi who also had that authority. And it was almost like a, um, a legacy, that could, an, an authority that could be passed on. So if you had authority to reinterpret scripture because you had been given that authority from a previous rabbi, then you in turn could then authorise somebody else if you felt that their heart was in the right place. And remember those examples in scripture where um, the Pharisees said to, to Jesus, well, who gave you the authority then to forgive sin? Because, of course, that's not what the scripture said man could do. It was God who forgave sin. And Jesus said his authority came from God, didn't it? That's how he got his authority as a rabbi to reinterpret the understandings of the time. And so when he says in this verse, come to him, take his yoke, he's saying something really quite new because if you think about the way that he interpreted scripture, he said things like, I am the way to father, didn't he? He said things like, I will forgive sin. I will heal you. Those are not the things that you would find other rabbis saying. Jesus' yoke, he says, is manageable. It's not heavy and burdensome. And Jesus, you know, this is one of the very few descriptions that we have in the scriptures of how Jesus describes himself. Did you notice? Gentle and lowly in heart. Very few other places does Jesus kind of describe his, his own character in this way. 
gentle. The servant's heart, that's what that means. Lowly in heart literally means someone who leans on the Lord. So Jesus is saying, I lean on God. I'm not self-reliant. I lean on God. And so therefore, as his disciple, we have to learn that same reliance of leaning on God to find rest for our souls. So no easy answers in a way, but there is a promise there. Are you carrying things that are not yours? Maybe lay them before the Lord and see what, um, what he says about them. Can you trust those, the things that you're carrying that are not yours that maybe you need to put down to the Lord and allow him to, um, to deal with them? I'm going to finish with this, um, this little story. There was an old farmer plowing with a team of oxen. And one of the team of the oxen was a huge ox and the other a very small young bullock. And the ox towered over the bullock. And as the farmer was um, working with these two animals, two unequal animals in the, in the yoke, in the plough, with the plough, there was such an equality between the massive oxen and the young bullock. And the difference was that the way that the yoke was, um, was roped was attached to the, the yoke on the shoulders of the oxen in such a way that the large oxen was the one pulling all, all the weight. The little bullock wasn't pulling any weight at all because of the way that the yoke had been roped. But actually what was happening is that the little bullock was being broken into the yoke, if you like. He was learning the discipline of what it was to wear a yoke, to pull in a team with another older, wiser oxen. And that's what he asks of us. That's what this verse is all about, really. It's an invitation to be the little bullock that is roped by the yoke to Jesus. And we can allow him to take all the weight of what we are carrying. <laughs>